When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. It's Michael Nesmith on the Pantheon Podcast. Welcome to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party, a Pantheon Podcast. Music, culture, conversation, and good old-fashioned rock and roll. So now, I give you Miss Pamela and her pajama party. Hello, dolls, and welcome to Pamela Day Bar's Pajama Party on Pantheon Podcast. Today, I have a really interesting girl, lead singer for Starcrawler, her name is Arrow DeWild, and she's got some pretty interesting stories in her repertoire. Uh, it's a really interesting new L.A. band. Well, not new, new, but, you know, probably new to a lot of you, Star Crawler. So uh, let's welcome the very interesting and very pretty Arrow DeWild. Miss Arrow. Good morning. Is it early <laughs> for you, honey? Um, no, not normally, but we played a show in San Diego last night. Right, right. Did you drive back from that? Yeah. So you're pooped. A little bit, but not too bad. Okay, good. And where, <laughs> were, you, where were you playing in San Diego? And how do you feel That's about me. playing with the COVID and everything? We played at Casbah. Oh, nice. It was our first show since last um like since last november so it's been a minute but it was yeah. really fun and it was sold out and oh good so yeah. god people are going out yeah you know yeah. I mean, how long can we go through, how long can we do this without yeah dancing and stuff yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> well i got to know you you know through mercy uh yeah. through my darling miss mercy <laughs> God rest her wild soul. I know she is so cool. I can't imagine that she's resting anywhere. She's probably, <laughs> she's probably up to all kinds of shenanigans wherever the heck she is. How, how sure. did you how did you come across Mercy to get her on your your record sleeve? She was so proud of that. <laughs> you know that was like a, a, a shining moment that you gave her there towards uh, the end. I was so thrilled that she could enjoy that. Yeah, that makes me happy. Um. I met her at a party 
uh, with Brad Elterman. And that was the first time I met her. And he took a photo of us. And then I knew she worked at the Goodwill by my house. And <laughs> we were trying to, like, think of... I don't know. We, we, we thought of the concept for that photo and we're like, who, who's cool that we could like, you know, get to be on it. And Gilbert's idea, my boyfriend who shot the photo, he, mm -hmm. he thought, Oh, we should get Miss Mercy. And so I think I either messaged her or maybe we even went to Goodwill and asked her. I don't remember, <laughs> but she was like super excited. And yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. Had you met her yet? Or was yeah, that I had met I had met her like briefly, but with Brad uh, Elderman, how yeah, at a party or something. I'm trying yeah. to imagine why I wasn't there. <laughs> it was like a, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was kind of random, but um, it was it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Well, she was thrilled, and it's a really cool cover. What's the name of that song again, honey? Uh, she gets around. She gets around. <laughs> I guess she did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god have you read the book her book yet? i i haven't yet but i'm really excited to read it i know yeah. you i saw you at her you know the reading we had with lindsay yeah. and you guys was so sweet of you to perform there that day <laughs> yeah that was actually our first time performing since covid so i was like a little wow. nervous huh. even though it was just like you know you know just like some chill songs it, i don't know yeah it was like it was our first time you know it was yeah. outside though. I always mm -hmm. feel okay outside. Yeah. <laughs> mess, you know? Yeah. But you did a Graham Parsons song for We did, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I noticed I've been watching your videos and everything. You have this country flair along with, mm -hmm. with your amazingly interesting sound. It's very combined, <laughs> all kinds of things, sort of like Graham did. You know, you're yeah. combined all kinds of music. So when did you discover him and the burritos and all that? Um, well, my dad kind of raised me on the Burrito Brothers when I was like little because um, he played in a band that was kind of similar vibe. And um, yeah, so I grew up around um, a lot of that. And then I didn't but I, I, I didn't really dig deeper until later. I got really into Graham Parsons and his solo stuff with like yeah. Emily Lewis and right, stuff like right. um yeah it's really inspiring and I just love I love his voice and all all the songs all the bands he's been in yeah so who did your dad play with that was similar uh, to Graham I know he was in a bunch of bands he was a drummer right yeah he was he in still a, a drummer <laughs> yeah is he wow he was in a band called uh Beachwood Sparks like in oh, the yeah, yeah 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 like I remember yeah, they were like very inspired by like Burrito Brothers and stuff like that. So you grew up in a very musical household. Yeah. <laughs> so it was always part of your life. And did you always feel like, okay, I'm going to do this <laughs> one day? You know, when I was little, I never really thought about like what I was going to do when I was older. I don't know why. It was never something I thought about until probably like around middle school like when I was like 13 or 14 I was like I want to be in a band like that sounds mm. so well that's yeah. pretty early to decide what you're gonna do yeah. I mean <laughs> most little kids that say I'm gonna be a fireman or something you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so that's great and did you start did you like at that point 
go for it. Yeah. Well, at first I thought that I wanted to play drums. So I took drum. I learned how to play drums. And then once I wanted to start a band, I was like, I kind of don't want to be in the back. Like I kind of want to be up (laughs) up front, but I didn't really know how to sing. So then I started taking singing lessons and practicing and yeah. Early on, huh? Yeah. And, and were your parents like pro? Yeah. Yeah. They're excited. Like, you know, they're a little nervous that, you know, whatever. I think once they saw that, like my band was like, like I was serious about it. They were excited, but you know, I don't know. They were like just nervous that I was going to maybe like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? Like what? Really? What were they afraid of? I think they're probably afraid of me like doing drugs or something. Yeah. (laughs) Did they have to, is is that something you needed to worry about? No, no not with me. Not with you, huh? Okay. Boy, I took my share of drugs. Are you kidding? I mean, you know, it's just part of it, right? Part of that world. Although, you know, yeah, I guess Alice Cooper even went through a spate of that. You mm. know, like, you know, a lot of a lot of times they die. You know, yeah, they go through that experience or they die like Keith Moon. Mm-hmm. you know Al- yeah. Alice Cooper stopped hanging out with Keith Moon and he got sober and Keith went on and died because that's what happens yeah or you get sober yeah so, uh, d- and your mom's a photographer yeah mm-hmm. a rock and roll photographer or some other kind yeah <laughs> that's how she started out because now she she uh, she's a director and she like kind of wants just to make movies but mm-hmm. when first started out she started out shooting bands and friend music videos and stuff for like a long time and then once I got a little older she started doing commercials and kind of working her way up uh directing but but yeah when I was little there was always like different bands coming over to our house (laughs) like in the kitchen and stuff like that god so it's a whole different lifestyle were you born here in LA yeah okay so are, do you plan on staying here? You know, a lot of people are fleeing Los Angeles. <laughs> I personally love it here. Like I, I've never, I've like traveled the world and I, I, I love a lot of other places, but there hasn't been anywhere else where I think I could live. I don't yeah. know. Um, I have almost moved myself. I've almost, I almost moved to Nashville five years ago. Nashville's cool. Yeah, I, I really love it. But then. You know, I went there again saying, okay, I'm going to move here. And then if you, if you set foot outside of Nashville, yeah, same in, with Austin, I was thinking of moving. If you set foot outside of there, you're in red territory I know. and it's, you know, and, and you feel, I feel uncomfortable. So yeah. I'll probably stay here. I was born here too. I'll probably stay here in the blue state. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how incredibly expensive it gets <laughs> and, and, and how crowded the highways are and all that true so tell me about um did you when did you hear about the gtos or did you i mean were they was were you interested in them before you know your boyfriend suggested mercy on the yeah um i knew about the gtos once i got into like um i got really into you know alice cooper and a lot of more kind of glammy stuff too like the runaways and stuff i just kind of kept digging deeper yeah 
I remember yeah. buying GTOs and being like, whoa, this is so cool. And just like being so, I don't know, mesmerized by just each girl's individual style. And I don't know, it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's just so unique and so cool. Um, and then when found out that Miss Mercy is like, was, was like close to us, it was like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, her, her life is so, uh, so interesting. I mean, yeah. you're going to love the book when you get around to reading it. I, yeah. I, I can only do that recently uh, because I miss her so much, you know? Yeah. But it's really well written. Lindsay did a great job corralling Mercy to get that story out of her. I don't know. I mean, it was a miracle. A miracle. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I mean, you, you, you've been around her, you know. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite GTO song that we might play for our audience right now? Ooh. We should probably do a Mercy song, I would imagine. I don't know which one. Well, I actually don't know which one she sings on because I was never sure because there wasn't really any like. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I was always like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I there are. Is, I uh, think this is so and so, but I have no idea. <laughs> well, the shock treatment is uh her song okay. and rod stewart sings on that with us that's right um, you know rod was really funny in those days no one knew who he was yet he wasn't a soul he oh. was a singer in the jeff beck group and oh. no one knew who he was yet but we, yeah we we got jeff beck's whole band to come play on our record well frank yeah. did you know? and uh he was being left out and he was sulking and he was, oh, yeah, he was really being a jerk. So he left sure. the studio and, and we had to go find him. Oh my God. We had to ask Frank, we said, you know, we got to get Rod on something because Rodney, we called him then Rodney oh Rooster. Uh, we got, he, you know, we got to get him on something because, you know, he's left, he's, you know, he's bummed out or whatever. And so we had to go find him. He was sulking on the steps of, at a high school nearby. It was a, uh, you know, an, Sunday or something. There was no school, but he was there all alone sulking. And we had to drag him back into the studio and he sang on mercy song, shock treatment. That's so, so, cool. so let's hear that one. <laughs> yeah, let's do that one. Well, that's Mercy singing there. She always thought she had a great voice. <laughs> what do you think? I think she does. Um, oh. I think all you need is good character to your voice. Yeah, well, she certainly had, she certainly had that. 
So tell me about the, you know, the beginnings of Starcrawler. For anyone who, who has never heard Starcrawler, please give them a listen. And there's so many cool videos you can watch of theirs on YouTube. And very exciting videos, by the way. Wow, you go, you go for it, don't you? <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's really fun to watch. So be sure and watch the Starcrawler videos and listen to their music. So tell me how, how you started the band and all that. So in case people um, haven't heard of you out there, I hope they have. Um, so yeah, when I was in, when I was like 15, I, I found the, the Runaways and I know it's like a weird mix, but the Runaways, Ozzy Osbourne, mm. Alice Cooper and Kiss is kind of where mm. like I started, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I found I knew who these bands were already obviously like I knew like the, the main hits but but I hadn't I didn't I don't know I I like really like found it or it found me I guess and and I was really inspired by first like the Runaways and I became really really into Ozzy Osbourne Black Sabbath mm -hmm. just really love his voice and um think he's a really cool dude um and then from there I kind of got more, you know, more in more into stuff, T-Rex and whatever. Mm, okay. Uh, and then I was like, I really want to start a band, but I didn't really know anyone that liked the same music as me. So it kind of took a while of me just kind of like I was still in high school too. So and I went to an art school, which kind of helped. So I would kind of like look around. There's a lot of kids at my school and just kind of like you're like who who looks cool you know what I mean and then <laughs> yeah I, I saw this one kid that had like long hair and he was he, he he was like in the music part of the school so he he had to take like a classical instrument so he was carrying like a tuba and I was like and he, he was wearing like a cramps t-shirt and I was like I mm. bet you he knows how to play guitar I mean he obviously knows how to play a tuba like that seems a lot harder than guitar I don't know my weird logic was like yeah yeah you know what I mean like you can definitely figure it out if, even if you just so like I didn't even know who he was but I went up to him and I was like you look cool like do you play guitar and he was like super like uh yeah and then from there we like exchanged numbers and started hanging out and that was and who was that who was he that was Henry who's okay. now who's the guitarist in Starcraft okay, good 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 <laughs> that's like how pretty much it started and then from there you know we were able to kind of like slowly find find our crew but um and had you started taking singing lessons yet well yeah I had actually already started that a couple years before hmm. um, early yeah yeah because I I knew that I wanted to do it but I wanted to like I don't know be somewhat prepared I guess but I still took them. I still took them up until we like started touring a lot. Um, and then I still go to a vocal coach when I can. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to do it more. It really helps even if, you know, you know how to sing or whatever. But um, I don't know. How, how did you? And I mean, these these <laughs> bands were, you know, much long ago, you know, for someone yeah. in your age, <laughs> For, for you to you know style yourself at you know similarly you know so mm -hmm. why were there any modern bands you know from 2016 17 18 you know any of anything appealed to you because you were going way back 
with the runaways, yeah. for instance. Um, but of course, they're girls, and they're very, very important girls because yeah. there are very few girl bands. So I totally understand that. Um, how about the Go Go's? I mean, were there any other girl bands that interested you? The Go Go's are cool. Yeah, I like the Go Go's. Um, you wanted more of a bombastic kind of yeah yeah Alice kind of, Cooperish yeah. vibe, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, I was more inspired by like I don't know like the danger the runaways like their shows were always like when I read like Sheree's book it always sounded like their shows were like scary I don't know they're just so like interesting and I also think it's cool that they're a girl band but they're like to, I don't know I mean I don't know I wasn't there but they seem like they were like as tough as guys it's like they weren't like oh we're girls and we play in a band it was like no, we're a band. We happen to be girls. And yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. They had that vibe. They did. They sort of had to because they were. Yeah. They were. There was nothing like that at the time, and they yeah. had to be tough. Yeah, especially Joan yeah. Jett. She had a real great, you know, tough quality to her. <laughs> I loved her expression. Her sneer was great. <laughs> I got to interview her once. She's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, she's cool. So, so let's hear something from the Runaways. Um, so I, yeah, I chose um, California Paradise, which is a random song, but when I got into them, I, I listened and watched their like Live in Japan album, mm -hmm. which a lot of the songs I think sound better than their recorded version. Because I guess when they recorded the Queens of Noise album is when a lot of like drama went down. I think that's when like Sheree quit and stuff. So like, I don't know you could tell like the energy isn't quite there like it's cool it's a good album but like the songs are good but it seems like I don't know it seems like that like it's not the same energy as like those the live in Japan recordings just like you can like feel it and the songs just sound like alive and I used to practice like in the mirror like with a hairbrush like performing to that album and <laughs> I don't know some reason california oh. paradise is one of those ones that i would always sing uh -huh. in front of the mirror so i thought i would put that song And then Ozzy of all people. I mean, there's yeah. so many people you you could have choose chosen, you know. And and then so why him? Why him? I think you know it was like right place at the right time. I don't really mm, okay. know, but my but I heard I actually heard his first solo album before I really dug into Black Sabbath. Mm. And mm. I don't know why, but it like really really like that album was actually the one 
I think I heard it when I was like 12 or 13 and I was like oh I want to be in a band like <laughs> I want to like I want to do this like I don't know why but it was just like a revelation or something and then I became like kind of obsessed with Ozzy for a while after that like <laughs> as you, like, you mean as a human being did you ever meet him I did yeah how I, was that it was so scary um <laughs> oh god I actually I can I have like a record that I we went to this Oz fest it was like New Year's Eve and he played with Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson and um we went and we were able to get backstage and I was able to meet him and I brought my first edition Blizzard of Oz record with me that whole night in case I got to meet him and I did and he he signed it oh wonderful (laughs) god you can actually Uh, read it yeah how was his state of mind well (laughs) I mean this was crazy so we I um it was so crazy we were like backstage and we got to go to his dressing room because Gilbert's dad is Danny Trejo and so we got backstage passes with him and I think I don't know if Danny had met Ozzy before but they knew of each other so like they wanted to meet so that's how I got to meet Uh Ozzy and so we were in his backstage and I was like oh my god I'm in his dressing room like I was looking around and there was like his like vanity with like all his little like he had all these like like fancy like perfume bottle like it was so like fancy back there and like and like he had like it's like gold harmonica that has like his name engraved on. I don't know so like it was so classy back there and he had these like gentleman slippers on like his robe oh. and all. Oh. it was so cool wow and, yeah that's gotta be Sharon's doing yeah probably it was you it know, really I was she, like she oh, made him is, elegant somehow yeah I was like this is classy and but I was so nervous like I was so scared I'd always thought, oh, when I meet Ozzy, I'm going to say this and this. And I literally couldn't speak. Aww. Like, Gilbert had to, like, spell out my name when he was signing the record. Because I, like, literally couldn't. I actually couldn't remember my name. <laughs> like, it never happened to me in my life, like, where I've been, like, starstruck like that. It was crazy. And how long ago was it? Had you already had your band, Starcrawler? Yeah, that was in 20, 2018. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a little break and come right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Okay, we're back here with the wonderful Arrow of the Wild. So he's, you know, that was well into his career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you got to admire people like that who've been doing this for 40 or 50 years, like Alice Cooper. Because we, we yeah, played with him in 1968. Oh, wow. Mercy and I at the Shrine Auditorium. He already had his guillotine or guillotine, oh. however, you, however you prefer to say it. And, you know, that was way ahead. People were yeah. not using blood in their clothes <laughs> yet, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was way ahead of the curve, right? Yeah. You really like Alice too, huh? Yeah, I love. Well, that was another song that I was, I was gonna say was "Ballad okay. of Dwight Fry." Was um, "Ballad of Dwight Fry" was I I watched like a live performance of that from the seventies, and I was like, oh, like this is like this is the shit and yeah was, well that's an interesting one to choose let's hear that did that when we were on that zoom with him i was like freaking out i was like why am i here like <laughs> i was like oh my oh. god so nervous and then when it was my turn to speak i was like i i don't know how to talk <laughs> i'm sorry which which zoom so you can tell you're, you're on the, the audience oh too. sorry that we did a zoom um about the miss mercy right, book right, right. Um, okay yeah and it was you and Alice Cooper. Yeah, that was and, a fun one. And Lindsay, and, of course. Who else was Lindsay. on that? I can't remember who else came to that. I feel like there was someone else. Yeah, there was. I, there was. I was so stunned by you and Alice Cooper that I couldn't think about anything else. I was like so nervous. I was like, what do, <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mercy, I'm sure Mercy would have wanted you there. She just, you know, like I said, she she was so proud of that. It, it made her feel relevant, you know. She mm. she was always looking to 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 be known as somebody important, you know. Mm. <laughs> and she yeah. was. And you she know, was. when 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 she passed, she got the cover of the L.A. Calendar, L.A. Times. Yeah, I know. That was so incredible. I kept thinking, Mercy, are you seeing this? And Rolling Stone, big article on her. 
It's so cool. The PTOs have become our, you know, we're still very, very um, avant-garde, you might say, (laughs) but we're starting to get kind of uh, a little more attention because Mm -hmm. we're one of the first girl groups. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Amit Zappa is putting out a new, a re-release of the GTOs with some of some new stuff they found in the vaults, you know, which is very mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. Really looking forward to that. I did too. I'm excited to see that. You know, I had a boyfriend named Brandon DeWilda, spelled the same way. But, mm. you, say, but you say DeWild, right? Well, well, actually in Dutch, in a, in when I'm in Holland, that's how they pronounce it is DeWilda. Uh, okay. So it's, a, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a common name in Holland and in Scotland, um, in Scotland, wow, I didn't. Know. Yeah, in uh, in like English speaking places, it's they usually say de wild, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. um, Dutch they say de wilde, and then German people say de wilde. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, which I always feel cool when people when we we played Germany and we've done some interviews before, and they say oh, de wilde, and I'm like. <laughs> sounds cool like i thought like corella Deville or something <laughs> well, well brandon was an actor do you know who he is brandon dewilda sounds really familiar but he, i'm bad with actors well, I'm he, bad was, with he was one of graham parsons best friends and he is really someone who very much helped graham get into country music mm. um he turned him on to a lot of the greats george johnson you know all the all the greats you know uh willie whalen merle you know he turned uh, Graham onto a lot of it, and Graham turned everyone else onto it. So Brandon DeWilda is sort of an unsung hero in the Graham Parsons world. But I was there, and I, I observed it all. And he was a fantastic actor. He was in Shane as a little boy, and then HUD at, when he was like 21. And he was nominated for Oscars and everything. And, then, and, and you know, he, he had a car accident. He was a very dear friend of mine, and he had a car accident when he was 31. Yeah, he died. Yeah. He was a really wonderful actor. And he quit acting temporarily to try to be a country, you know, singer, work with Mm. Graham and do all that. But then he went back to his acting career Mm. because Graham was obviously way ahead in what he was trying to do. Right. I'm really thrilled to see that you are doing that. And your boys, you know, wear, you know, nudie type suits in these videos. (laughs) Yeah. Do, do they like him too? I mean, obviously they do. Yeah. 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 I really like that song, No More Pennies. I think that's, oh, you know, you. that's kind of my kind of music, you know. Yeah, that, that that's definitely inspired by Graham Parsons and stuff like that. Wow, sure. well, let's hear that. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We got a lot of good songs. <laughs> so how, now has the pandemic 
you know, obviously squash some of your hopes and dreams like with so many people and so many bands. Yeah, it kind of, yeah, it did for a minute. It's kind of feeling like things are starting to, I mean, I don't want to jinx it, like knock, knock on wood, but yeah. it kind of feels like things are starting to somewhat get back to normal. I mean, I don't mm. know. It's like, it's like a new normal, but you yeah. know, I have, I have been busy like we've been working on a new album and doing promo for that and um, good playing the show last night so it, it's starting to yeah. feel like okay we're like working again this feels like normal mm-hmm. <laughs> well, tell, me, tell me about your new album honey um i mean not out yet it's right you know there's not a lot i can say but i'm oh. really excited it's Definitely still sounds like us, but I think it's a bit more elevated. Um, elevated. I like that yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> elevated. Okay. You mean more like you? More. Yeah. I think there's yeah. just kind of more of a variety of song types, you know, like there's a couple songs like No More Pennies, and then there's like some of the harder rock songs, and then there's like you know, one that has more of like a dancey beat. I don't know. I feel like there's something for everyone. There's like some huh. slow songs. Okay. It's a little okay. more of a variety than we normally mm-hmm. do. So I'm I'm excited to yeah. To and who's it. your who's your label now? Um well I actually don't know if I'm I'll ask my manager if you can put this in because we actually okay. just signed with a new label so oh. i don't know yet oh, wow well that's exciting they... honey you must yeah be... i'm excited because there are so many bands that you know don't get signed with a new label i mean that's really cool and they're famous for being a country label wow they want to sign more rock bands now uh-huh uh-huh so yeah so they signed us but i don't know when because i know that they want to announce that at some point i know it's like somewhat soon so you write the songs all together or do you write the words or do you write the yeah. words? each song is kind of different we mainly write them all together but then there's some songs where i'll write you know i'll come with like some lyrics and then me and me and henry will be like okay let's make this make sense because i don't really know how to write music so i usually just write will write be like in my notes app or like in a notebook just like when mm-hmm. I think something I'll you know I'll write I'll write it down and then we kind of put stuff together he'll write a guitar part and then we you know kind of go from there and I'll be like oh I think this line will work for this you know what I mean yeah um, yeah so who did you read as a as a young girl I mean who, who inspired you like in poetry and and, and prose and do, I mean do you do you have anyone that sort of has helped you with your lyrics just by, by inspiration there yeah okay it's kind of random there's a really random book that actually is my favorite book and inspired me in the way I write also it's about Los Angeles in the 80s which mm-hmm. I don't know I just love anything about old LA but it's me a book too. called it's a book called Wheatsy Bat um how do you spell that? <laughs> yeah, I can I can send it to you, but it's okay. W e e t z i e bat. It's about huh. this girl named Weetzie. Huh. Um, it just kind of fall. It 
it's like a kind of a fantasy though it's like it's it, yeah it's, it's really kind of a bizarre book but my dad like used to like read it to me when I was like little and it just kind of like the writing in it is very kind of poetic and every like the de- the way she like details certain places like she talks about like you know the fountain at Griffith Park it used to be like you know like lit up like bright colors and she she talks about how um the fountains like lit up like tropical soda colors like every oh. everything oh you know, like, very every, visual like, huh yeah it's very visual like like little little the littlest things she like describes so well about Los Angeles like getting like plastic palm tree wallets you know strawberry marshmallow sundaes at Schwab's and it's like very I don't know it's very like visceral the way it's written and it kind of inspired me with lyrics where I kind of like to I don't know there's little specific things that I don't know only some people will understand but yeah <laughs> I love that. I never heard of that, but that's you know, I, I teach writing, you know, I teach women's writing memoir workshops. And you know, I'm always talking about detail, 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 because yeah, that brings you it's feelings and detail that bring people into the story. Yeah. How you feel about something and what it really deeply what it looks like. All five senses I try to mm-hmm. get them to use, you know. And just like in, in, in any writing, any writing. Yeah. My one of my heroes is Walt Whitman because mm. the poet and way back he was he would describe everything. Yeah. You felt like you were with him wherever he was, you know. Yeah. That's a that he's such a huge hero of mine. And William Blake, those are a couple of my heroes. <laughs> and also, have you read that Fonte, John Fonte? F-A-N-T-E. He's an LA writer. No, he, he wrote about LA in the 30s. Oh, cool! And early forties. It's so oh. descriptive, and it makes. Oh. And he lived downtown when when downtown was where you were supposed to live, you know where it, right. everything happened. It's so evocative. If you haven't read John oh, yeah. Conte, I'd love to. I've read like you know like Hollywood Babylon and stuff like that. That's a little yeah, <laughs> that's um, kind of different. <laughs> pretty different. Pretty dark. Well, but. Funny. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so. but. Um, another one, like when I was, you know, kind of first getting in to rock and roll and stuff is I obviously read Just Kids by Patti Smith and right. she talked about Rambo a lot. Uh-huh. And then, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I got like a Rambo book and I remember reading those poems and, um, like, I mean, you know, obviously he's amazing, but like, I, I can't remember specific I remember there being like a specific one that was just so I don't know the way he writes is so cool um so I found I found him through through her so that that was cool but have you read any Oscar Wilde yeah I mean not I haven't dug deep but yeah yeah. he's a good one he's a good inspiration Mm -hmm. very very clever (laughs) yeah very clever yeah yeah Yeah. and you know he had such a hard time we live in in a very yeah. interesting time and you know that he was gay and they put him in jail for it for like several yeah. years and it just basically destroyed him you know? Know. And now you know even though things seem to be sliding back a little you know we're we're just so fortunate to live in the time we live creatively yeah. you know 
because yeah. you can do pretty much anything, you know, creatively that you want to do. So, I know it's true. Yeah. So now the record's coming out, and you're hoping to tour, obviously. Yes. So, okay. <laughs> has has any of that been set up, or is it still? Uh, it's actually like kind of getting set up right now. Good. So we don't have anything like that we can announce yet. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty great that you you just decided to do this, and it happened. Yeah. I mean, that. How do you? I mean, is that just your stick to itiveness, or so? I mean, what what is it that makes your band able to break through and like go to all over the world already? and you know i mean it's amazing and i have another record deal it's it, it's talent obviously but there's more than that there's something else what what do you attribute that to <laughs> i kind of feel well so you know when we first started starcrawler at least in la i don't know no one really was into like rock and roll it's like yeah it wasn't really like trendy again yet we're like now i feel like it's kind of becoming cool again but it was kind of like considered like lame like at least everyone i knew or was friends with like thought you know what what i listened to was lame um you know it's like you could be into punk or you could be into like psych like surf stuff or like indie rock and like that was yeah. it i feel yeah. like uh -huh. and um i you know i was super into glam rock and like I guess classic rock I don't really like saying classic rock though because I feel like it diminishes the music but anyways especially um, if they're still performing like you know, Alice yeah it's and, you yeah know. I, I I don't know it's rock and roll whatever but yeah so um you know we we were practicing for a while and then when we started playing shows we kind of started right off the bat with these like wild shows and we obviously have like a lot of did have a lot of friends that were supportive like even if they didn't listen to the same music they're like oh this is cool you know like we definitely like I think won people over that didn't normally listen to rock or whatever but since we're young kids doing it yeah. doesn't feel yeah, like yeah. you know like this old thing it's like something that people can get into and you know we played around LA for like about a year before we put and yeah a little over a year before we put anything out I think hmm. and um, so we just kind of like built up a reputation for having these like crazy live shows so it was something that kind of drew people like oh like I heard this chick is like spitting blood and shit like let's go you know what I mean like yeah of course so, well was was that I mean did you what made you want to be that wild on stage just for the attention or did does it come from somewhere deeper that you want to spit blood at people <laughs> it definitely was i mean i, I love attention but yeah but no, it was like, um but no it, it definitely was like i mean i don't know how to describe it i was very like serious about it i was like this is my calling like i need oh good well, you, you sort of have to have that that's probably you know? why you're making why you're uh, happening as, as big as you are because of that yeah you have to believe in yourself that yeah. deeply i think yeah so i just kind of yeah i don't know what, don't really, what's, what's like the wildest thing you feel like you've done on stage what 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 got you the most attention and yeah. and, and jaw drops <laughs> no, i mean 
when I first would do the blood, people, I would do it in a way where like, where like when Gene Simmons would spit blood, it was like, ah, you know, it was very like kind of obviously fake blood. Yeah. But I would do it in a way where I would like make it look like I got hurt. So people were like, oh shit, do you want me to call him? And I would, we wouldn't tell the venue about it or anything. So like the venue would be freaking out. And that's what at the time I really loved. Like, like people thinking there was something wrong with me. Like, like I, you know what I mean? Like oh I would like, I would come off stage and there'd be people like in the dressing room that like didn't watch the show you know like people we played with yeah. and I would like I would like still like acting and like come into the dressing room like fall on the ground and be like, and be, like and like like seizing there's this there's this one time we played south by southwest and I don't know I was in like a mood and I felt like fucking with people mm-hmm. and I got off stage and went into like the artist area where like no one no one knew who you we were or I had seen the show, so they didn't like see like that. It, you know, it was like a stage blood thing. Yeah. And I, I was like covered in blood, and the oh. security guard was like, "Oh my god!" And then I just like collapsed, and I started like seizing on the floor, with, like oh. the blood, like. And there were all these people came, and like, I've done this a lot, but this one, like, I, I held it out for the longest. I'm like, I want to see what happened, and I, I kept doing it, and then the medics came. Oh and, and my god! The medics came, and I, and I like opened my eyes, and I was like got up and then I like did a bow and then everyone like, fuck you like oh. like they all like realized that I was taking it and then I was like I don't know it was so funny I was like wow yeah. and, and you you felt okay about making people think you were dying I mean wow yeah I used to when funny. I was in like middle school and my mom like you know like her boyfriend would take us to like a nice restaurant or something and I would go to the bathroom and then come back and then just start like fake seizing on the floor in the restaurant. Oh my God. And this was like pre star crawler. And I would, I don't know why. I just always, I don't, I don't know what it, maybe it's like an only child thing. I just like, <laughs> I just like, I always like, I don't know. It's just so fun. It was always so fun to like rile people up like that. Well, you why. scare them. You scare yeah. them. Right. Yeah. I, I like scaring people, but I, I haven't, you know, the thing is with the, with the blood is like, once I started doing it more, people, you know, expected it. And then it kind of became boring to me. And I was like, I don't want to be just like, yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know, for some reason, like, I really liked doing it when it was like, um, like a, a shocking thing. And then once people, once I, I would do it and everyone would just be like, and I was like, this is not this is not the point so it's not enough I'm not getting yeah. the attention I need so so, so how I did kind of, you, what I did you stopped. do next <laughs> well I kind of stopped doing well this was like right before quarantine and yeah. um, and I had already kind of stopped doing it because I, I don't know I just kind of got bored bored of it I kind of started phasing it out I don't know time for a new era and then and then COVID hit that was that and then yeah when we we did a tour um last year like a little a little two-week run Mm -hmm. um and it was like our first tour obviously since COVID and there's something about I it's like when I used to be on stage it was all a blur and I was like I couldn't really like make out 
like after the show, I wouldn't really be able to remember like what I, what I did on stage or anything like that. It was all very like, I don't know. I guess I was more playing like a character. So I was just like in, entranced in the performance. But then post-COVID, I was like weirdly like, maybe it's like a confidence thing. Like I'm just more confident now. I don't really know. But like I feel, I felt like, like I, I, I can actually like, I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know why, but like we started playing and I like, now I like look at people and I can see what's going on in the crowd. And like, mm-hmm. maybe it's, I don't know what it is, but like, it's, it's a little different now and not in a bad way. Like I think it's, it's, it's good, but I kind of just wanted to move on a bit and like start a new era. You know, I think it's cool. Like how Bowie had his kind of different different eras yeah yeah different different, era. yeah yeah he was almost like a different person yeah 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 i understand so i think it's kind of cool i you know i don't really want to stick doing the same shtick and have it get old so i don't know but but it, it's kind of interesting because now it's like i'm on stage like last night there was like a really rowdy crowd and it was a small club so like there was like a, a bit of like a mosh pit and people kept getting like pushed and pulled and I was like what I was like watching it all happen whereas before like none of that like really like I I didn't really ever notice anything like that and it didn't know register, why huh? it didn't even register you were so yeah. in your thing right yeah so now you're like going a little outside yourself yeah to see what's going on that's that's a whole other look isn't it yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think also maybe with COVID now it's like all these things you think I don't, I don't really know but like but I feel like more weirdly confident as a performer. Like, I feel like I don't have to do something scary to be a good performer now. It's like, mm-hmm. I can if I want to, obviously. Like, right. I feel like it, but I don't know. I feel more confident just like singing and, you know, doing my, my thing up there. And I don't feel like before I felt like, I had to be as crazy as possible or like I wasn't good enough. I don't know. It was like a weird competition. With yeah, myself. well, you're, yeah, you're growing as an artist. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <I guess. laughs> and how does your boyfriend, what's his name again? Gilbert? Yeah. Who is he? Tell me about him too. How long have you been with him? Been with him since 2018. Oh, that's a nice long one. So far. I mean, wow, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 what does he do he's a director and he okay. does most of our music videos oh good good okay mm-hmm. so he's involved with the band mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh yeah yeah he's great and so have you been able to obviously you see him during the pandemic yeah we live together oh you do okay mm-hmm. oh great is he there he's in the bedroom but oh, i'd love to take <laughs> a look at him <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to meet him can i yeah wait okay on. i want to meet gilbert <laughs> hold on he's getting he's getting <laughs> and what's gilbert's last name trejo how do i spell it i want to get um t-r-e-j-o oh oh trejo right 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 okay mm-hmm. well i want to say hi to him yeah he's coming oh good <laughs> <laughs> and how did you two meet at a gig no actually we met um, I was at a friend's house and he happened, he was friends with my friend and happened to be coming over that day. And then that's when we met. And then me and Gilbert became friends and kind of just 
hung out as friends for like at least like a month or two before you know we started like liking each other and stuff like that mm-hmm. but <laughs> we actually like started hanging out a lot because I asked him if he wanted to do a video for us so okay. we were like planning that and it was okay. a song called chicken woman which was like I wanted to do like a horror kind of like like slasher horror vibe like Texas Chainsaw or something and so we started watching like all these horror movies and stuff and hanging out every oh, day oh yeah. that's good I love yeah. it I love romance I've been single a <laughs> long time did you consider yourself romantic I think so <laughs> I don't know yeah I think so I don't know uh, <laughs> I'll ask him if, if, if he thinks you're romantic oh uh, so you're it's good because I have a lot of friends who couldn't be with their significant others because like they one of them was somewhere else when it happened you couldn't leave where you were for a long time I mean I'm glad you guys yeah. could stay together oh I have something that I feel like you might appreciate I I found this old star magazine oh <laughs> yeah I remember it well <laughs> that was kind of post my that was more a sable star Lori Maddox era yeah. you know uh, but I remember it real well I was in a few of them there was one magazine we have called rags it's like old 70s oh yeah you yeah, yeah you have that well yeah that there was a content there's an article about a girl Vicky and it was like something about the GTO it said that she was I don't know GTO it was like an old GTO article but it was about her like she made clothes well there was a you know a lot of people said they were in the GTOs when we're not well because I remember (laughs) that article and it was and it was still like when Mercy was alive and I messaged her and I was like oh like like I don't know I sent it to her and she was like she wasn't a real GTO (laughs) (laughs) hi 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 there hi Gilbert I wanted to meet you (laughs) <laughs> hi hi you you have such a fabulous gal pal oh my god yeah uh, definitely now is she romantic yeah yeah <laughs> i'm very romantic and i was just asking her about that well it's fun yeah. to meet you it's been great to have you today arrow yeah. wow i've really enjoyed talking to you is there anything else you want to tell people about you before we play i want to hear you know the good time girl because i love that song yeah um yeah thank you um anything else you want us to know about Starcrawler? or know. you you're such a wonderful human being <laughs> i just enjoy knowing you oh thank you so much you are i'm excited to know you <laughs> well you're the you know you're the future man you really are you know and and i i i can't wait to hear what you're going to be singing about you know i loved it you know i'm I'm a wordsmith i love words so you know how about hey wait a minute how, why don't you guys cover a gto song that'd be cool we should have you ever thought of it you should I listen mean, i haven't to- thought of it but i'm i'd be down yeah maybe you could listen to one you know listen to the album yeah. again do you have a copy of it i don't have a physical copy but i mean i can find i have it online but it's only on youtube it's really yeah. the only way you can hear them yeah i would love for i would love to Boy, if Star Carla covered the GTOs, that would be rad. <laughs> were there any um were there any vinyl or anything that was made? Oh yeah, but you know, they're real expensive. Yeah, yeah. they if you can find them, they're between like 
250 and $400. Yeah, buy yeah. them. But, you know, they're on eBay once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Or Amazon. I have cassettes that oh. I, yeah, that I sell on my website. So, <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, God, anyway, that would be a real honor. Yeah, I'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to close the show with Good Time Girl, all right? Okay. And uh, it was great, great to meet you, Gilbert. I hope I see you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you again, Arrow. Yeah, and we're going to hear Good Time Girl right now. Thank you, dolls, for listening to that fabulous interview with Arrow DeWild, lead singer and star crawler. She's quite a looker. You guys better check her out on YouTube. Um, and she's she's a doll, too. You know, she appreciated Mercy, my darling Mercy. And I appreciate her for that. Um, you know, there's a, a book out called uh, Outrageous Girl, Story of an Outrageous Girl. Uh, by about Miss Mercy by Lindsay Parker and it's doing really well it's Mercy tells all uh, speaking of telling all I tell all in my books too and I have five books now and they're all you can buy them all on my website pameladebarofficial.com I'm about to start up my rock tours again I think this darn virus is waning enough that I can do that and um, I have a lot of Zoom classes for my you know, writers all over the world. So please, you know, join me in my writing workshops and is, just think of me sometimes because I will feel it. And this is Pamela Debar signing off. Pamela Debar's Pajama Party. You've been listening to Pamela Debar's Pajama Party. Produced by Aaron Alden and Christian Swain. All sound design by Jerry Danielson and Busy Signal Studios. Find Miss Pamela at Pamela DeBar on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Find all the Pantheon podcasts at pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you find great podcasts. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Pantheon Podcasts, Rock and Roll Archaeology on Instagram, and Pantheon Pods on Twitter. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 